Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And this, my friends, is a throwdown Thursday leading into the weekend where we get Super Bowl Sunday. So I am stoked, as I think most people are, whether it's the commercials, whether it's the parties, hanging out, or just the game itself. Should be a good time. Super looking forward to it. And uh, I have the distinct impression that all this buildup and all this hype will give us a good payoff. I certainly am expecting that, and I hope for that. But you know what? It's why they play the game, and they'll settle it on the field. But first and foremost, let's get this man up in this piece. That's right, Shannon, the Twitter Terminator McGuffin. What up, brah? <laughs> I'm a man. I'm 40. Yeah, you are. What up, Gramps? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you, you can have all them Super Bowl parties, but come Saturday, we're going to throw down like some mofos, bro. You're going to, dude, I know what you're going to say to people, man. Get off my butt! <laughs> <laughs> uh, true sign if you've been 40. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Holy cow! Oh, here you go, here you go. Come after me! I'm a man. I'm 40. Hell yeah. McGuffin. And if people want to fight, they come to my house, they should get their behind kicked. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Anyway, well, ha happy birthday. Happy birthday. Slightly belated on the podcast, but I uh, certainly hope you've enjoyed your birthday week. And uh, it's going to culminate with a fine celebration this Saturday. A little uh, appreciation and uh, love out there for Todd for uh, helping to line a couple of things up. Well done. And for the love of Christ, I'm bringing a veggie tray, bro. <laughs> okay? I got it covered, man. I got it covered, okay? Fifth conversation is too many. <laughs> you asked. I said I would have it. Do you need me to tattoo it on you? Do you need me to put it on your calendar? Do you want me to send you an email reminder and a text reminder? Do you want me to set an alarm for you? Can I do that? Do you want Maybe me to do a, a reach around reminder? I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying, <laughs> bro, bro, I got the veggie tray. I got it, man. All right, I'm just letting you know. So now it's official. I've texted you. We've talked about it. I'm gonna put it on my calendar. I'm gonna set an alarm clock reminder. Okay, and it's in the podcast. So, and I've told my wife, and I've told my kids, and I emailed myself, um, and I'm gonna do a post-it note. I'm putting it up. You know what? I might get a plane with a banner. Justin, pick up vegetables. I might do that Saturday morning, too. Just for fun. Are, are you sure that's enough? No. Are you sure? No. Todd, as a matter of fact, please text me ten more times about, <laughs> about that. <laughs> Shannon, you won't have a lawn because I'm going to turn it into a veggie tray. We're going to chop it up. Your lawn and your garden, man. We're going to eat that, eat that stuff, dude. Ridiculous. Anyway, Todd, I love you, man. But yes, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that hits uh, close to home, man. Yeah, you know, the song you know, is "Know Know Your Enemy," and it's party planning with Todd. He's my enemy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just giving you a hard time, man. Just giving you a hard time on the podcast just for just for fun. But uh, no, Shannon, it's going to be a good time, dude. It's going to be a good time. Looking forward to seeing you and uh, everybody on Saturday. We'll have some fun. 
but no, all kidding aside, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, helping get a lot of things done, Todd. Yeah, everybody, Shannon certainly does, and oh, I yes. certainly appreciate that. So thanks for your efforts and your time, even though we're, we just totally, you know, gave you a whole bunch of grief out of the gate with the podcast. I'm hungry, but that's, and he's got like two gallons of Brunswick stew. I know. I, well, yes. That's all right. We're going to be well fed. That's for sure. Bring, bring your tapeworm. Bring your tapeworm. <laughs> no. No tapeworm. None of that. Feed the Stop. tapeworm, man. Stop. Feed the tapeworm. I saw some random article where somebody was talking about how they, this dude had like these massive migraines and headaches for like this period of time. And it turned out he had like worms in his brain. <laughs> and it was like, oh, oh, can you imagine oh, being oh. that? I'm like, oh. That's, uh, I yeah. stole your and, Anyway, I that's okay. Well, we need you're, to, we need to get with that one. Yeah, no, that's true. Anyway, before we get on anything like that, let's go ahead and get everybody up in this, up in this piece, just for good measure. Yeah. Randy. Bruh. 49er Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, uh, definitely crazy. I'm actually, <clears throat> for the first time in a long time, a little anxious because it's just, this team feels different than like the past Super Bowl team, yeah. Like, with you know, with Harbaugh coaching it, so. Uh, well, it, it's a much different team, much different vibe. So, I mean, you got the defense again. You got a run game. Yep. Um, I think you arguably have a better quarterback. You know, in the in the moment, Kaepernick certainly had a nice run, but I think Shanahan is a much more dynamic offensive mind than Harbaugh was. I mean, that was yeah. a, that was a tough team. But I, I think that the, certainly the 49ers team this year is much more complete uh, than that team was, although they, they haven't really had to open a lot of stuff up for uh, Garoppolo in the playoffs yet. We'll see if they can maintain that. You know, I mean, if, if he's 4-6 or six and they win this game, who cares, right? Right. You, you, you win the game. It's what they've done the entire run in the playoffs. Their signature, their style, control it, run the ball down your throat, and if you can't stop them, they're just going to keep doing it. So uh, we'll – see what their game script and game game flow is but i would certainly imagine if they need to open up the playbook a bit whether it's by choice or by force that uh chanahan has plenty of tricks and plenty of plays that he can fall back on and garoppolo can wing it around we no i have no i have no doubt there because especially from what i've seen some of the articles how yeah chanahan learned from you know the Super Bowl with you know Falcons and Patriots, how he's definitely the mistakes he made, and now he does doesn't plan to make those again. Uh, I would hope not. Some of that's just you know what happens on the field and and players executing the, the stuff you get in there, and you know there are times you can put players in the perfect position, and it still doesn't go your way. But I certainly believe they'll be prepared, and I uh, would anticipate that Kyle will call a game where. Unless it's like the victory formation, they will stay aggressive if they need to. And against you know, Kansas City, you don't have much of a choice. No, no, you, they they can score too much too quickly. You can't you can't screw around with that man. It's one thing to ease up uh, when you're up big on you know Minnesota or you know a I hate to say mediocre, but a marginal Green Bay team this year. And uh, you know you're letting people chew up clock and you know kind of close the gap late in the game. But the Kansas City can, is just too dynamic. You can't you can't play that game with them. So and it's the last. And no matter how you slice it, it's, it's the Super Bowl and, and it's it's done. You don't get it done in this game. That's that sticks with you. And he already has one of those. That twenty eight three deal, that that Atlanta Falcons meltdown. 
that you know the only way you get that off it's kind of like what UVA did you know they 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 took it in the chin one year and they had to finish the next and it really it changes the narrative so much right and Shanahan's right. going to need that whether that's this year another year whatever that would be great for him to get that get that off, not off of his legacy that's part of his story but if that is something that shapes how he you know calls this game and manages this game and that'll that'll be evident that'll be evident unless they're just outclassed outgunned outmanned if this is a good tight game or they get up whatever i think the lessons from that 28-3 deal will be evident with how they call it how they run it and how they how they handle this game but we'll let that unfold in the field anywho yeah mark i gotta get mark in here man I was gonna give him a different song, but you know what? Let's just let's just stick. Let's just stick with the tried and the true and our deal. Mark, you ready to hit your cue, bro? I think so. Alright, three, brew and fun. Woo! 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 It's good to hear your voice, friend. Back at you. And also, lest we forget. I have to wish you a happy birthday as well. And you I had the had, had the good pleasure of being on the phone with you at midnight. And yes, uh, which, yes, I, for, which I didn't realize it was midnight, and I wish you a happy <laughs> birthday. It was like legitimately, it was midnight. It was well, very well played. You were the first person to wish it, so yeah. I appreciate that very much. You yeah. you rang it in right. Look at that. From what <laughs> that's right, brother. <laughs> My brother <laughs> from another mother. That's right. <laughs> so what you up to now? Twenty four, twenty five? 27, I admit it. 27, 27. man, getting up there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> the tried, the true, the woo. Yeah, the, the, the woo. tried, the true, and the woo. I like that. I do too. Maybe, maybe he needs uh, another song, like Sad But Woo. Could we do that? Ooh. I don't mm. know. That might okay. work. Maybe. I don't know. We'd, we'd have to work that one for a little bit. Not sure. I'm not 100% sure of that one. Sad but woo. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Sad but woo. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what Woodfield's trying to do over there, but anyway. I mean, you. he could let it woo, let it woo, or it's true. woo it off. That's right. That's right. Uh, Mark, uh, uh, <laughs> out of curiosity, and we obviously have to get to Kobe and we have to you know, raise a glass to him and talk about that. And we had a conversation, and, and part of it was like, <clears throat> man, because you're a Lakers fan, big Kobe fan, uh, and that, that has to be one of those, like, I mean, it's, right, it's your birthday, dude. And now, like, you know what I mean? That's a, it's a gut punch in and of itself. And then right around your birthday, I mean, that sucked. That sucked. Yeah. I mean, and that's um, a small-scale thing. I mean, we're talking about somebody's life. We're talking about you know, nine souls, I, you know what I mean? And it's awful, but this is conversational between friends. And it's like, when you're a fan of something or someone and you have that kind of tragedy around a significant milestone, you know, it, you, asso- you, you run the risk of associating that, which is awkward. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Um, and for anybody who doesn't know, I'm a, a lifelong Lakers fan, not by location. I'm born and raised in Richmond, like, like most of the rest of these cats, but, uh, older brother, uh, and I always wanted to be rival, so he was, you know, a lifelong Celtics fan. So I took the Lakers very early, back in the days of Magic. And so Kobe was always were, a sports hero. Were you actually alive at that point, Mark? You're only 27. <laughs> I know, I know. I show my real age sometimes. Um, <laughs> Every once in a while. 
But uh, but so I mean, Kobe was 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 always a absolute sports hero to me, and and, and I certainly enjoyed following him a lot, you know, in, in his endeavors off the court as well, and was was uh, definitely excited for what uh, yeah seemed like he he seems so excited about you know things post retirement, and uh, yeah, I don't want to say too much, I know we'll get into it, but. Uh, but, but just directly with what you're saying, yeah, I mean, it's not not in any way, shape, or form like, oh, people people should feel bad for me because it's, you know, it happened the day before my birthday. Of course not. It's a tragedy for them. But as we expressed, I mean, it, it just, it did feel weird realizing that now that's that's always going to be something that I link. I mean, it, you know, it's it was the, you know, the day before. And, um, and you go from yeah. having an awesome birthday to being like, man, right, that sucks. Like, bad news, off news, tragic. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, it just it felt like the like you said, it felt like the the world, especially the sports world, but far beyond it, just froze that day. And uh, and I'm I'm still I'm still <clears throat> fairly shook from it, and and uh, just doesn't feel right. So it does not feel right. And there are, you know, I can think through my life. And I'm 42, so you know, like I remember the Challenger explosion. You know what I mean? And there are there are a couple of moments in my life, whether it was news or events or somebody dying, whether it was you know an accident or or they were murdered or whatever, um, or there was a significant event. There's a few of those that just distinctly pop for you, you know. Uh, and that might be different. Y'all might have different perspectives on that, but you know the Challenger explosion. Although I was too little to really appreciate it, but I I remember it, and uh, or nine eleven or the Virginia Tech. Um, the shootings at Tech, uh, you know, or Princess Diana. You know what I mean? Like, there are these things that it doesn't have to be sports. It doesn't have to be pop culture. It, it doesn't have to be an accident. I mean, it can be war-related. I mean, just any kind of, you know, human tragedy for any number of different reasons. The thing that's so impactful about those things is just how the world reacts, and it transcends the sports world. I mean, it felt like everybody just was like, whoa, whoa, wait a second, man. Let's stop. Is this legit? Is this actually happening? You know what I mean? Like, it just felt like everybody stopped and everybody paused and was like, whoa. And just the, the weight of that was incredible. And it was, and it was surreal. We, you know, and we had, I think you and I talked on the phone for a couple hours that night. It was just surreal. I don't know, man. We'll, we'll, we'll raise a glass. Let's get everybody in uh, and we'll raise a glass to Kobe. And uh, we can chat about that for a couple minutes and then get to some other stuff. This, this week has been bathed in, you know, Kobe, which is justifiable. And I just, you know, again, I just think it's amazing. And it's born out of something awful. We all recognize that. And it's born out of pain that people will feel for a long time. Um, not just for Kobe and his family, but everybody else that was on board that helicopter and their families. Uh, I mean, that is a huge impact. Clearly, the individual that most people identify with is, is Kobe. But just the collective response of so many, whether it was media, social media, television, the NBA, athletes, Twitter, Facebook, people, people that don't even follow sports, right? NBC News, <laughs> NBC News, like for three days, it was Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. I mean, national news, national broadcast led with that stuff. It was wild. 
and again, just the gut punch and the weight of it. I, I felt very subdued and very reflective that day. And I was like, man, I gotta, I just gotta pause. You know what I mean? I gotta stop for a little bit. That, that was one of those times where it's just significant. And, um, we need that. We need that reminder. Uh, I hate that it comes that way. I do. But it, 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 the weight of that and the impact of that is what makes the reflection and the reaction so significant. Because if it didn't mean anything to you, you'd roll right along. But it's clear how much it meant to a lot of people. How much he meant to a lot of people. And, th- and that's, that's the reaction and the impact of his passing is so significant you see the scope and the scale of it throughout the world. And, um, anyway, let's get everybody in. <laughs> let's get everybody in. Let's see. Who am I missing? I already got Randy. I already got Shannon. Whitfield. I already got Mark. We're missing Whitfield. Yeah. Mm. Go ahead and hang up on that dude. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't forget another depressing thing for Mark this within the past week. Hey, man, hold on, hold on. You need some music. You need some music. I just got to figure out what music I was going to give you. Here, here we go. Four non blondes. Let's do that. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's going on, brother? <laughs> Axel, we'll do this. Give you some whiskey in a the jar. There you go. What's up, bro? Oh, Matthew Philip West Whitfield. What's up, brother? I don't actually give you all four. Damn it. What's wrong no, with drop? What's, what's, what's wrong with dropping all four names on you? The cops might be listening. Are you worried about the cops listening to the podcast? <laughs> I mean, believe me, if if Bark somehow still got like top secret security clearance, your ass is probably okay. Bark would tell me if the cops were after me, Mister Top Secret Clearance. <laughs> Uh, you just say one more Eli joke? No. Okay. I did think it was great that Peyton said Eli was his third favorite quarterback of all time. That that made me laugh. <laughs> that, was, that. that was pretty funny. Uh, and I loved Eli's line um, that he ended with "only a giant." I thought that was I thought that was wonderful. I thought that was wonderful. Right. So clearly, we we covered Eli last week, but uh, there were some things that happened in the press conference after we recorded. Uh, and then I love Tom Brady's blast. That that really cracked me up. Wish he hadn't won those, but <laughs> yeah. funny. But you know, again, he has a good sense of humor, man. That dude, God, good, great sense of humor. Great sense of humor. You what? Just a hall of very good. You know, the hall of the very good. Uh, see, see, that's what happens, man. Why can't you be like Tom Brady, man? Like, look. Congratulations on your retirement and a great career, Eli. Not gonna lie though, I wish you hadn't won any oh, Super Bowls. I mean, that's I'm like that's you. funny. That's Whoa, wait, funny. Wait a second, I told you I've got class act on the field, off the field, no doubt about it. Uh huh. One seventeen and one seventeen. Oh, Peter record. Peter King Hall of Very Good. He's a Hall of Very Good. Okay. He's a Hall of Famer. Well, you're not a Hall of Fame voter, so. Yeah, yeah, I am. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> just because you'll happily ignore the rings every time you try to talk about it, which is pretty convenient and pretty yeah, stupid. What? You should have got the first one. That defense won that. You know that as well as I do. 
So so they, they so now they should start like selecting which players on the team get a ring, which ones don't. Dil Dil Dilfer definitely would would not like that. I mean, Pink got one. You got to give one to Eli. Come on. I can't believe I can't believe that's where you went. Out the, out the I game, mean, dude. did you see the last drive, dude, for him to win the game? Mm. Oh, Whitfield, that's why we love you. I mean, I get, it. I, I get what you're saying, dude. <laughs> he's a, he, I mean, he's who is it? Four years? Four I'm not saying years? he's first ballot, but he'll get in. He's he'll not. get in. If, he's if, gonna if get he gets in. on first ballot, it's a damn travesty. Oh my god! On a first ballot. Dude, how much Skip Bayless did you listen to this week? Jesus. Really, it's really not that serious, dude. It's just not. No, it's I a... mean, you might as well start on Shake It Off with the haters going to hate, hate, hate. Oh, my God. You want to go there? No, I'd hate him. Mm -hmm. I just love giving Mark shit yeah. about Eli. Well, we know. We know. We know. It's all good. It's, it's all been, good. Hey, we're it's supposed been, to... it's been noticed. Hey, look, man. We're supposed to be getting along better. It's supposed to be a period of reflection. You know? It's supposed to be a period of reflection and like mending fences and all those things, right? And here I you, won't mend no Eli fences. And here you no. are dumping on Eli like out of the gate. So funny. We love you. I, I gotta get the humor out first before we go into. Is that what you call it? Uh, <laughs> Most people call that asshole. But, you know. Yeah. An asshole you're being could be humorous. Yeah, something like that. It's random side note. Have any of y'all, with all the stuff like, there's been a lot of stuff going on, obviously. Like, 20 people, there's these memes going around. People are like, ah, 2020 has sucked, you know, because you got all the fires in Australia. Obviously, Kobe Bryant. And any number of things that have been going on that people are kind of like, you know, venting or trying to, you know, bitch about. Have y'all ever heard of freaking koala? Legitimate question. Have y'all ever heard the, the like, a koala make, make noise do, do its no. deal? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I totally, I love this tweet that just says, I don't know what I thought koala sounded like, but this wasn't it. <laughs> I mean, what the hell is that, dude? <laughs> Sounds like my stomach after quite a few bowls of chili. <laughs> or a Taco Bell run. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, so I was like, that sounds like a motorcycle. I like that one. I mean, there's just some like, random stuff, man. It is not... This is not what I... like. I don't know. If, if you had said, hey, man, just what do you think they sound like? It, in no way, shape, and form would I have ever guessed that. None. Zero. Strange. Zero point zero. Zero. 0. 0.0. 0. Yes. Anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. It just it was one of those like random things. I'm like, what in the hell? And so I had to listen to that koala do that. <laughs> you know what? I think instead of Chewbacca, maybe we should play the koala for Whitfield in future episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that might work. I'm just kidding. That, you know, actually, you know what? That that's about as good. I think true story. I think that's about as good as as Eli take. <laughs> anyway.
<laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> so look, man. Look, man. Uh, let's let's have a conversation about it. Um, we uh, we certainly owe him this. Hey, look. Uh, getting tough week, and I feel a little bit peppier now, and I feel a little bit better now. But definitely, uh, kind of, you know, the the day that he passed was just weird. Uh, and then a um, not a close friend of mine, but somebody from kind of my peer group in high school took his own life recently uh, this week. So it was a strange week, man. It was a really strange week with that. It just makes you kind of pause for a second. And my kids are young, so when these things... And I, I Shannon, I swear to God, dude, like there are things that as an adult, like there's stuff when I was growing up, I was like, ah, who cares? Why does that bother anybody? Eh, you puss. You know, you kind of laugh at, you chuckle about, you make fun of people for. And then, like, next thing you know, if you have kids and you do this stuff, you get a little bit older, you know, you go through these things in life. And all of a sudden, like, this emotional weight is very different. Next thing you know, you're watching, like, you're watching, like, This Is Us. And you're watching, you know, just, like, shows, you know, like, or, like, I think we had a conversation one time about America's Got Talent, like, watching these kids. And, uh, you know, I get all, I get emotional when, the, when these kids have these great, like they're a cancer survivor and they're up there living, you know, playing, singing and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, cutting onions. Like, why am I getting emotional now? You know, and it's funny how things change for you, I guess, unless you're a sociopath or you don't care about anybody, but in, gen- in general, it's just like things change There's some point in your life. Mark, you haven't hit it yet. You're too young. But for most people, you know, there's just the emotional weight of things changes and what you know, life means changes and your relationships with people. There's just a shift. There's just a shift. And I think some of that is born of just experience and living and then going through things and some of the, some of the wonderful things that happen in your lifetime and some of the not so wonderful things that happen in your lifetime that really cause you some emotional pain or distress or hurt, um, or people that you love go through that. And so you, you empathize in a much different capacity and, it was just a strange week, man. Listening to Shaq essentially have a breakdown. Listening to uh, Rich Eisen sounded like I mean he was just a mess. He was he had his wife on his you know his doing because all these people have all these obligations. They're doing shows the next day. All kinds of people are doing everything the next day. You got NBA. They're having games. You got players playing games. You can see people on you know on the side of the court. I mean they're just emotional. Right? There's people with tears running down their face. I mean, it's just, there's so much, there's shock. There's a lot of layers to this. And just people find a way to get through and to grind through and to go. But it's just, it's just heavy, man. It's just heavy. It's just heavy. And you end up being reflective. And it, it, it was, this, this week was a gut check, dude. It was a gut check. It was an absolute, legitimate, holy crap. Did that really just happen? Pause, gut check, what the fuck kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I would just, you know, to kind of echo those thoughts, I, <clears throat> for for the first time in forever, I took a nap on a Sunday afternoon, and I get woken up to the news. And, uh, you know, Katie comes and jumps on me, and Amber comes in right after her, and Amber's like, I've, I've got some bad news for you. And of course, you know, when you're waking up from a nap, you're not even like half conscious. And she's like, Kobe Bryant died. And of course, like, I'm like, hey, what? full awake. I'm like, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, Kobe Bryant died. I'm like, how? 
she was like he was in a helicopter accident and like Kobe Bryant was one of my favorite all-time NBA players like even through all the good and the bad he was still one of and, my favorite players and there of was all some time. bad there was some bad he's he's there was he's got some layers to how he got to be who he was but but he did own it yes he owned it unlike some athletes mm-hmm. but going back you know and like i just go turn on the tv and just you know you're just encompassing everybody's reactions and, oh my god I, I recorded Sports Center that night, and I was watching it before the podcast, and I, I, you know, I found myself tearing up again, like just just seeing everybody's initial reaction. Yeah, and you know, and you saw a guy who had, and when we talked about his final game a few years ago, the one thing that I made sure to say is he emptied the chamber. Yes. You know, he took all those shots. He dropped 60 points. He left it all on the court. So there was no doubt he was done. Mm -hmm. And when you're talking about him being off the court, my God, the dude won an Oscar, for God's sakes. Yeah. He's coaching his daughter, who is probably going to go to UConn in five years. Well, didn't Um, didn't they? Didn't they? have a like an empty seat with like a jersey for her uh they did they uh left two empty seats and i think they left her a jersey for her in one of the seats mm-hmm. um because he's been up there to see uconn he's good friends with the oregon players uh the oregon oregon state game they all got together in the middle of the court all in a circle hugged each other um of course the 24 second vibe uh, look, we need to shift to obviously some other things. Uh, we got to get to some Super Bowl preview stuff. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, whether you're a Lakers fan or not, whether you're a sports fan or not, the legacy of individuals is is an interesting thing to discuss, to argue, to debate. But it, I think it's abundantly clear that you know the tale of a lifetime encompasses a lot of a lot of layers. Kobe Bryant was a complex person. He wasn't just a basketball player. He wasn't just a father. He wasn't just a mentor. He was a lot of things to a lot of different people. And I think the weight, the weight and the impact of his passing demonstrates that and is illustrative of that. And if that serves... If that serves as a moment of reflection for you as a person, as a father, as a friend, as a brother, as a sister, as a daughter, as a son, whatever it is, whoever you are, wherever you are, if this is one of those moments in the world and in your life that you get something out of it, as awful as that situation is, but if it resonates with you on a level deep enough that you develop or you gain some degree of empathy or insight through reflection and you make a change or do something better for you or for someone else, there's a lesson in that and take that away from it because it is awful. But you know what I mean? Like awful things happen every day to people. 
that don't get this degree of scope, scale, or coverage. It doesn't diminish any of that for the other people in the helicopter or any of the other number of people that, that pay, you know, whether it's a uh, somebody in the military, whether it's a cop, whether it's a fireman, whether it's just Joe Blow, your mama down the street. There's a weight to life. I don't mean weight as in time. I mean weight as in heaviness. There's, it's impactful. And if these things... If these things help you through reflection and something else make a decision or make an improvement or be a mentor or whatever, they give you a moment of pause and you make a positive change in your life, take that and go. Take that and do something with it. Do something for you. Do something for somebody else. Let something good come out of that tragedy. Whether it's Kobe or whether it's somebody else close to you that has that kind of impact. Do something with it. Do something with it. Let's raise a glass for Kobe Bryant, gentlemen. And everybody else aboard that helicopter. Rest in peace. And may your legacy live on through those you mentored. Those you loved. And those whose asses you kicked, both on the court and off the court. Competition. Competition's part of your legacy. But being a father and growing into a better man through the lessons of your life, let people take something from that. There's hurt, there's love, and there's growth. Not easy to quantify, not easy to measure, but we're going to appreciate that. Scars and all. Kobe, this one's for you. Thank you, Bamba. Salud. Ah.